I'm Wayne Nelson, and this is Talk to the Experts. After three years marked by disruption, loss, lockdown, and reopening, we start a new year that holds the potential for many positives and just as many unknowns. The question is, what can we do to plan from an asset protection and tax mitigation perspective in 2023 and beyond? Sherry McMillan from McMillan Estate Planning joins us today to share a few tried and tested estate planning strategies available to help us do just that. Sherry, it's a pleasure to have you back with us in studio. Happy New Year, Wayne. And Happy New Year to you as well. Now, before we get started, I want to let our listeners know that the McMillan team will be hosting a webinar Wednesday, January 11th at 6.30 p.m. and an in-person seminar on Wednesday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m. to go over some recommended estate planning tools, including some of the topics we're going to be discussing today. To register, you'll need to contact McMillan Estate Planning at one 266 6464 or go online at mcmillanestate.com. So, Sherry, the CRA still affords the wealthy many opportunities to save on tax, but we discussed this in our last few shows. How long do you think this is going to last? Well, we already know. It's been promised, Wayne, in the new year that in our upcoming budget in April, we're going to have an introduction of what's called an alternative minimum tax on the wealthy. So you can label it however you want, but in effect, it's a wealthy tax. And we were all waiting for it. We knew it was coming down the pipeline. And in September of last year, they did announce that they are going to ratify it uh, in the new budget. So what we're trying to do is optimize this first quarter of the year for all our families to take advantage of all the tax opportunities so that they're grandfathered into, you know, a history of opportunities. So So there still is some time. There is time. And I think, you know, what... What we found at the end of last year is we had a mad rush of people coming in and saying, I know I don't have long. And it's not that we won't have planning opportunities, obviously, after the budget is released. But, of course, by being proactive, you can take advantage of mitigating tax before the new rules are enacted. And traditionally, the government, when they enact new rules on the wealthy, they grandfather. So everything you've done historically will remain intact. It's what you're going to be doing in the future that will be, you know, under those new guidelines and under that new tax regime. All right. So how is this going to affect those people and 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 what specific strategies? Yeah. So what has happened is they are going to have what is called an alternative minimum tax on families that make more than $400,000 a year. And ultimately what that actually means is they're going to impute tax on the wealthy. And they haven't given us the table of how much they're going to impute, but, you know, it's not a secret. We know it will be something of um, of merit. So we're just waiting to find out what the table will look like and how it will be uh, laid out for us as families. But our suspicion, based on historical uh, alternative minimum tax, which we've already had in the Income Tax Act for many decades, is that what happens is when we sell assets, even let's say if we sold a capital gain asset, some stocks that we owned, traditionally you'd pay 25% tax on that. Well, what would happen is this new alternative minimum tax might impute, say, 40% tax on it and presume that you do owe that much tax because you're selling everything at once. And if you don't, they'll return some of that tax to you over the next seven years. Now, the problem with that is if we use a case study, let's say we have somebody with a family business and they're going out to sell their business, And so they're going to pay, you know, the 25% tax on selling the business. But if the government imputes 40%, that's a dramatic differential. It sure is. And and if they've overpaid, they don't 
necessarily get it back for seven years. That's right. And the problem is it's usually based on income in the years to come. So do you have income to offset and get that back anymore? You may not if you've sold the actual business itself. So what we're trying to do right now is make sure in this next quarter that we're optimizing all capital gains exemptions, all kinds of things that are available to us here in Canada prior to this new legislation unfolding. All right. So what other tax planning strategies do you have in place? And besides this one, because you've got a handful at your disposal. And that's the first one, the obvious one that you're going to be looking at. What other things can you fine-tune a person's uh, tax uh, portfolio? Well, one of of the ones that's obviously a missed opportunity, I would say for most Canadians, and this one actually is being a, a strategy that you can leverage in multiple ways to save tax in your estate. So maybe I'll just use a case study, Wayne, to explain it. So Let's presume I have a family with an estate of $10 million. In the Income Tax Act, they're allotted what we call a maximum tax range so that they can have like a giant tax-free savings account attached to their estate plan that 25% of their estate can grow tax-free. So that's not a small amount if you have a $10 million estate. That's $2.5 million growing tax-free. Now, not only can that happen in the estate, we can double down on that strategy because if we do that strategy in someone's company, because companies are one of the assets in our estate that will have a double taxation when we die. So what that means is we will pay capital gains tax on the shares of our company, but then when our children tie and take the cash or the assets out of the company, they are going to have to pay a dividend tax too. So that's two tiers of tax. Right, because when when a person is alive and they have that company, they can withdraw money as a shareholder loan, at which they then pay taxes on. So the same thing. Exactly the same thing. So what we can do with the maximum tax range, if 25% of your estate is allowed to grow tax-free, is we can attach that to your corporation. Now imagine if you can take $2.5 million out of your company without paying tax. This is an immensely powerful tool for our business owners in the community that perhaps many of them aren't even aware of because they're usually doing traditional will planning. They're not doing estate planning. And will planning, as we know, is not a tax plan. It's just a distribution of your assets, whereas tax planning takes into account these types of opportunities. Now, expanding on that further, let's say we use this maximum tax range in your company We can also use the write-off that this creates outside of your company to draw down either dividends from your company as you go into your retirement phase of life, but even more importantly, against your RSP income, because your RSP income is one of the highly taxed assets in your estate. And unfortunately, people perceive it that they have no choice. They just have to pay that high rate of tax. Well, in fact, they actually do have choice. We can create deductions against the drawdown of the RSP. And so hopefully, if we do the math properly, some people are going to be able to withdraw their RSP without any income tax. And we call this a withering RSP or RIF program. And so many, many Canadians should take advantage of this, of course. It sounds like a lot of paperwork that the average Canadian probably doesn't. I, I'm, I just imagine, you don't want to do my usual income tax, the sheets of paper or, or digital documents that you have to go through. Again, this is another reason to, to call upon uh, some of the folks at your company at McMillan Estate Planning because they have the knowledge, they have the experience to do this. 
Yeah, I mean, our expertise for sure, Wayne, is strategic. It's not compliance. So a lot of accounting firms, for example, are doing compliance work. You know, you do your annual tax returns with your accountant, your corporation files with your accountant, and they file the history, what's happened to date. It's all after the fact, whereas you are doing proactive stuff. That's right. So what we're looking at instead is, okay, this is your estate. We have, you know, two or three, four decades ahead of us to the end of our life expectancy. How do we mitigate tax this year and compound that over the decades ahead? And then how do we mitigate tax at the end of life? But actually what's more important is mitigating the tax year over year because it's opportunity cost, obviously. Absolutely. All right. Interesting stuff as usual, Sherry, and we're going to continue this when we return. We're going to pause for a break. If you'd like to know more about some of these tried and true estate planning tools, the McMillan team will be hosting a virtual webinar Wednesday, January 11th at 6.30 p.m. and an in-person seminar Wednesday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m. Now, you'll need to register ahead of time, so contact McMillan Estate Planning. The number is one 266 64 64 during weekday office hours, or you can go online at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.